Welcome to Get Motivated with Donato, a show designed to reach you where you are, focusing on the fact that you can be anything that you want and desire. All you have to do is get motivated. If you need a challenge in your life, then look no further. Get Motivated with Donato starts now. All right, hey everyone, welcome back to Get Motivated with Donato. Today I'm so excited to have with us Megan Fortner. Um, she is a best-selling author um, and, and just a wonderful woman of God. She does so many different things. She's a minister. I mean, I'm just so impressed with Megan, and I hope you will be too. So welcome here today, Megan. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so again thanks for coming today megan and and being on the show you know get motivated um obviously you know like myself you're a christian and so that's a big disclaimer to everyone out there this this show is probably going to have a lot of christianity in it even though it's it's also you know motivational right we want to we want to get the word out there to get people up off the couch but at the same time you know what comes out comes out you know and, and there's a reason there's a plan there's a purpose for it all so with that, let's have our icebreaker question today. And and um, basically, if you couldn't meet anybody past or present, who would it be? I would say Keith Moore. I am super excited to be able to hopefully meet him because I love the way he ministers. I love the way he um, brings the word. I love he's full of joy and he's funny so i love everything about him but if we go to the past because i guess i missed that past or present so we go to the past i would love to meet kenneth hagan love Um, to meet kenneth hagan i mean he is i can't wait to get to heaven to meet kenneth hagan adrian and adrian rogers those are like the two that i'm like can't wait to meet i i I did meet kenneth hagan before he passed um so yeah, wonderful man of God, um, kind of the, the the you know apostle, if you will, because he he was the the founder in a sense of this world faith movement that we're in, you know, and uh, yeah, just he was awesome. Um, every once in a while, I'll still watch something of his on YouTube and stuff because yeah. just powerful word, you know. Yeah. Um, next question from your perspective then. What does get motivated mean? And what's, you know, how, how do, how do we get motivated? So get motivated means to build yourself up and get ready and be encouraged and be strong and be strengthening for what you have to do for your goals, for what you have to do in the day, whatever it is. Um, I have shared a couple times the, that I have to do some things that I don't normally have to do. I have to plant I have to get on the tractor and that's just stuff that I don't normally do so the way that I get motivated is I get in prayer time I get in the Holy Spirit I get in the Lord first off because I can tell you that when I wake up in the morning I do not want to do this like I'm not motivated at all so I have to build myself up right I have to get encouraged I have to get strengthened so I go to the spirit I go to God and I just pray to him and I'm like give me the strength that I need Lord because you know I don't want to do this and he just (laughs) gives it to me (laughs) yeah I understand especially the older you get (laughs) yes get out of bed (laughs) right yes (laughs) no and that's the thing we 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 need to find something <clears throat> each 
one of us, right, that is that thing that helps us to get motivated, that encourages yeah. us to, to move forward and, um, you know, praying to God and stuff. Uh, obviously, that that helps a lot because it, it, mm. he inspires us, right, to to get motivated, to do his will, really, and and the things that we're called to do. I think that's so important and and i mean it's just everything right right i just say motivation is a driving force to do what you got to do for the day i mean if we're not powered up or motivated you know biblically you know christian wise if i'm not powered up for the day i'm not going to complete the things that i want to complete because i'm going to give up easy because i just don't want to do it so i always say even to my kids i'm like your motivation is a driving force to reach your goals and do what you need to do for the day so let's get motivated let's get powered up let's go praise and worship let's have a praise minute and let's let's start our day so that's what yep. i feel about motivation that's awesome so <clears throat> i want to get into it a little bit here now you were in this i cried and he heard me book a wonderful book with you know a bunch of women in it here and and just amazing stories um i don't want to spoil it for anyone but you have a phenomenal story to tell um that's in this book um full of so much hope and encouragement for people that have you know struggled especially in life um i i love the title <clears throat> excuse me of your chapter in here it's you say i was done but god wasn't mm -hmm. and and i think that right there is just so powerful share whatever you would like out of this this story uh, before we even talk about the next book we're in so you kind of bring me to tears and gave me goosebumps even even saying that you know because it just um, takes me back to that day that my life was forever changed and um because i was done i was done with life i was done with everything that life has thrown at me from being a child a baby all the way up until i was about 29 years old 30 years old you know and so my life had constantly been seeking attention seeking love seeking everything that i thought that i needed and trying to find it in ways that i could find it you know from being abused as a child almost killed as a child um you know and things like that as a child going into college thinking this is going to be the best years of my life right i'm getting out of here i'm doing this everybody feels that way sometimes and right. so i i played college basketball and I thought that was like my accolade that Megan played college basketball. That was going to bring me happiness and that was going to turn everything around. And, um, it wasn't, you know, I went to a party one day and got dropped the date rape drug, woke up in a dorm room with a guy I didn't know. And of course things had happened. And I run to the nurse's office at this college and told them what had happened. And they asked me if I had went to the party and had any beer. And I said, yes, I had, from what I could remember, one or two beers. That's it. And uh, they said, well, you brought this on yourself and he'll, here's a pill, a day after pill, take this. So what did I do? I did what I always do. I channeled it down in, I put it into my basketball. I got harder at that. I worked harder at that, like worked myself to where I got sick 
and didn't even go to school because I couldn't get up. I was tired. I was depressed. I was sad. I was done. Like, I was done. Even the love of my life, which was basketball. I lived, breathed, ate, talked, slept basketball. That was it. You know? And so I even gave that up because I was just going in this downward spiral and didn't even realize it. So I went back home and lived with my dad for a while and met a, a guy that, you know, we started dating and I got pregnant and um, it was abusive. I got choked. I got kicked in the stomach. I got told my child was a devil child um, yeah. and all these things. But then I had the manipulation of that never happened. Like I was always told, you're making this up. That never happened. You know, so then I had that torment going on in my mind when I'm like, no, I stood strong though. I'm a strong woman. I'm like, no, this happened. I don't care what you try to tell me, but that's what I had to deal with over the years. And then I got pregnant with my second son and the guy was a good guy. Like he was a good guy. He just wasn't home. He traveled and um, he cheated on me. And I thought this was the it one, right? Like this is it. He's perfect. You know, he cares for me. He takes care of me, but Obviously, that's not what happened on the outside, on the other side. So I sat on the swing. I had my baby in the bed, and my daughter was at her dad's house. And um, he was in bed. And I sat on the swing, and I said, okay, I'm done. This is it. I'm going to take my life. I had two ways that I was going to do it. I had it all planned out. I'm like, okay, if I do this, how is my baby going to be found? I want to make sure that he's found. So I knew what I would have to do in order for that to happen. And so I'm sitting there and I'm on the swing and there's a cool breeze. I can remember the day like it was yesterday. There was a cool breeze and I'm just sitting on the swing, tears rolling down my face. And I just said, I'm done. This is it. I'm not doing it anymore. And I'm like, God, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. And I just sat there and I put my head down and I got quiet. And he said, you may be done, but I'm not. And if you will give me your life, I will give you the life that I have intended for you all along. That was it. I felt the love of God. I felt strengthened. I felt encouraged. I knew that what would happen if I left, you know, my kids could probably go through some terrible things or whatever. You know, I knew that I had a purpose, not just for my kids, but for everyone that God has before me to help change their life. Generations behind me, people before me to share my testimony. So that was it. I mean, I can remember that day just like it was yesterday because that is the day that my life has been forever changed. And I was hungry after that. And I just went forward in the Lord, not stopping one second. Wow. What a powerful testimony. I mean, <laughs> can't even imagine going through some of those things. And, but again, that, that testimony there, it's all of the hardship that you faced, but God, I mean, that that term right but god it, it it really means something when it comes to your testimony especially right because god happened yeah he made himself known and evident right and yeah. turned it all around yeah. and and i mean again i can't even imagine going through this some of the things that you faced there, but now the testimony yet you're on the other side of it all. So, so tell us some of that part of it, like 
since the change happened, right? So we know the hardship. Now tell us what's happened since to to continue to inspire us and get us motivated because many people out there are struggling, right? They need that hope, that encouragement to get motivated. And, and I think you can definitely help to inspire that. Well, before I get to that, I want to say this real quick, if you don't mind. It just came to my yeah. to my heart. Um, my boys told, asked me a couple days ago, hey, mom, if you had a time machine, would you go back in time? And what would you change? You know, these are from six and nine-year-old boys, right? And I'm like, wow, you guys are pretty smart, <laughs> you know? And I I just want to say this for everybody who will listen or is listening. I wouldn't go back and change a thing. Mm. Reason being, I don't know where I would be. And I love where I am. I love what I've become. I love that I can go back and, and think about these things and have no emotional connection whatsoever to that. That it doesn't define who I am. It doesn't... I identify with me. You know, I can talk about the things that I went through in my life and say, this is where I've come. And I don't know if I would be who I am today if these things wouldn't have happened to me. And so, and I reminded them of movies, right? Where you watch these movies where you go back in time, but then whenever you come back, things are missing. Things are gone. People are gone. Loved ones are gone, right? You may have got the dream job, yeah, but you don't have everything else that you loved so much or the things, you know. So um, I wouldn't change a thing. Wouldn't change a thing. And, um, you know, I wish my mom could have seen who I am today because she passed before I got to where I am. But, you know, um, that's the really the only thing is I just wish my mom could see who I am today in the flesh. But other than that, I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't. And I had to share that because I feel like a lot of people are like, if I could go back in time, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Because God's or your motivation or your leadership or whatever walk you're in, not, you know, even if you're not in Christianity or whatever, but whatever walk you're in, where you're at now and how strong you are today, everything that you've went through has brought you to this point. So I'm thankful for it all. That's right. I'm thankful for it all. <laughs> Hallelujah. The the tests in our lives, in our lives, you know, they, they become our testimonies. Right. And, And I strongly believe that those things in each one of our lives, right. Cause not everybody's the same and stuff, but that we have gone through those things and now we've come out on the other side. We have that testimony and someone that we will interact with at some point in time is going to hear that testimony and it's going to change their lives, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to help shape them. It's going to, you know, draw them closer to God. It's going to get them motivated to change. So I, you know, I strongly believe that that's not necessarily why we go through some stuff, but because we've gone through some stuff, we need to share you know, those things and not just keep it all inside. And and I think you're, you're marvelous at, at doing that, you know, and just being so open. And I just appreciate, you know, that about you, especially. So, um, now, you know, you, you, you talked or shared a little bit there about your past, 
And in the book, you had mentioned that similar to like myself, you found Christ as a youth, but it didn't seem like it stuck. Can you like maybe, I guess, touch on that a little bit, but like, I don't know, also give us some encouragement, like how do we get more in line with, with God? And, you know, because I think like you noted in the book too, <clears throat> Some people or places or whatever, they, they have the right heart to go out and minister the gospel, to share Jesus. But you, you mentioned like you were just a number on their on their scoreboard, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that happens to a lot of us because it kind of happened to me too, you know. And I had to go through a few years before I got like, in a sense, resaved. And, and got plugged into a good youth ministry, um, you know, where I could get fed. Yeah. So just, again, tell us about how that should, like, really happen and encourage people. <laughs> well, you kind of hit on it already. You know, you said that you got, you know, you got saved. But, you know, like I said, there are so many out there. It's like, we need to save the people. We need to save the people. We need to save the people. Okay, but it's not just saving the people. Are you going to be willing to stand there and teach them and grow them and show them and and guide them and direct them? So in my case, I'm not sure. It sounds like it's probably the same. But, you know, I went to our school, opened up in the mornings and allowed a youth pastor to come in and minister to us and teach us and or not really, but bring us to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so when I heard about this, one of the ladies, one of the girls had told me, man, Megan, you know, with this, Jesus has changed my life. You know, I don't have this anger anymore. You know, I don't have all these things, which it was her dad that was the pastor. And I said, you know what? I want this because I'm tired of being angry and I'm tired of feeling like, I mean, I never really felt like in high school that I didn't belong because I was okay being myself. Like I was okay being who I was, you know? So it didn't bother me that nobody really you know, wanted to hang out with me per se, you know? So I went to the meeting and, um, everything he was saying, I was like, I want this. I want to change my life. I want this. So I got baptized. We went to a concert. Um, I can't remember if it was choir, the fire or something like that, but it was amazing. And, um, I came home and then that was it. Like I went to church and the the same fire and all that wasn't there. And I know it's not a feeling, but I wasn't being taught how to, you know, get in the word and read the word. You know, I wasn't taught any of those things. I, he was just like, go read your Bible. Okay, well, the Bible's not making sense to me. How, how do I get it to make sense? Where do I start? You know, where mm-hmm. do I go? You know, and there was none of that. So it was like, oh, got another one saved and baptized. Okay, let's go on to the next. So like for me, that's why I'm so on fire for helping people grow in the word and know who they are in Christ and know how they can combat the devil. Cause I love to fight the devil. Trust me. Like I can teach you how to fight, you know? So, um, I I love to teach. I love to break it down because pastor Mark always says, um, preaching and teaching the gospel is easy. If it's hard and you overcomplicate it, then it's not from God. It's got to be simple because God's a simple. He's simple to me. I mean, he's got, he's simple. So um, that's why I'm so strong because I gave my life to the Lord when I was 18, y'all. And then about 30, I at 30, 
is when I really found a good church that was teaching me how to read the word, showing me how to read the word, kind of growing me, but I was still hungry because there was things that was lacking there. Um, but then whenever I found a church here close to my hometown when I was 31, um, they were on fire. And that's how I met Pastor Mark, like when I was 33 years old or 32 years old, I met Pastor Mark. And then I was really on fire because he just, you know, but people that can teach you with simplicity where you get it and then you tr you test it in the word of God, right? Mm -hmm. You hear what they're saying. You go and you test it and you're like, it's in there. Oh, yeah, that's it. And then you know, you get it. You're like, that's for me. That's yep. how you know that you're receiving revelation. That's what's going to keep you on fire for the Lord. And I didn't have that. So my encouragement to you and my, um, what I would say is when you give yourself to the Lord, you need to find a church that is on fire, that is teaching you and guiding you on how to learn, how to read the word, showing you how to you know, do the, do everything that we need to be doing, praying, praying in the Holy ghost. There better be prayer at that church. You know, you need, because people will teach you how to do those things. And that's why they're, they're, they're your shepherd because they have to be teaching you those things. They're there for you. They're encouraging you. They're praying for you. That's, yeah. that's it. That's the it thing for me. Like when I find a church like that, I'm sold. I'm like, if the spirit's here and they're teaching and they're loving and they're praying and they're in the spirit, I know that's the place that I got to be. Awesome. I like you. <clears throat> Held up your Bible. Highlighted. That was right awesome. Here. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> I mean, that's, all of that is so true. Um, you know, unfortunately, the, the reality is a lot of churches don't teach the word like they should, right? They make it tailored fit for them and their religion and and different things so it's it's hard to sometimes find the right place you know i almost say you just got to go non-denominational and then you almost have to search from there you know just yeah. because it seems like they're the only ones that'll teach from front to back the whole thing and not leave anything out you know right yes well while you're taking a sip um what yeah. i love is what i what i always say is i have people that always ask me well, are you Baptist? Are you this? Are you that? Are you this? I'm like, uh-uh, I'm Holy Ghost. I'm full of the Word of God. I am the yeah. Holy Bible. That's what I am. I'm all the Word of God. I don't, uh-uh, I am a Christian on fire for God, and that's it. I'm not Baptist. Yeah, I'm yeah. not, I'm just whatever the, I'm the Word. That's what I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, <clears throat> being that we're just talking about that, let's, let's jump a little bit into that, because you mentioned something earlier, too, that you know, as a youth, you went to that concert, you had a little fire and then it fizzled out. Yeah. And I, and I think that's especially because, you know, as, as a youth, we, we do those types of things, right? Like my wife and I met at a youth camp and, and you, you get, you get charged up for whatever that moment is. And you have this fire, you have this zeal and, mm -hmm. and, you know, you, you want to go out and like conquer the world kind of. But then it, it slowly starts to fizzle and it fades away and things like that. But now you say you're on fire, right? And I, and I can see that about you. So it's like, how do we, how do we get past that part where, because it's, it's kind of almost like lack of motivation. We have motivation and then we lose it, right? So like, how do we, how do we just always keep it at that forefront 
you know, especially when it comes to God and our relationship with him. Yeah. So um, I, I listened to a message one time about uh, Pastor Mark had given, and I love to share this. Um, being a Christian and being on fire is not an eight second ride. You don't go to church. There's your eight seconds. When you go out the door, jump off and say, okay, I'm just going to do whatever I want. I'm powered up for the week and I'm going to go through the week powered up from that Sunday. No, it's a consistent thing that you have to do. Church is at my house every day. I have church every day at home. I'm in the Lord. I'm praying in the spirit. I'm in my word. I'm reading my devotionals. I'm doing everything. And, and I'm not saying this is what everybody needs to do. But what I'm saying is you've got to make sure that you're doing the same things at home that you do at church. You can't separate the two. This is how we get burnt out. Because we, we think that we go to church and that's our feeding. That's how we get fed. That's how we get filled. Then we go Monday, we're still kind of on fire, you know. Then all these things come against us. The devil starts fighting us because he does it every single day. Tuesday, we may be a little a little more, a little less on fire, but we still have it. By Wednesday, you're burnt out. You're angry. You're frustrated. And you don't understand why when I got powered up on Sunday, it didn't last me all week. Well, because the Bible tells you, you have to feed on the word of God. You have to hear and hear. You have to constantly get the fresh bread every morning to feed your faith, to get strong in the Lord. How are you going to know how to combat things if you're not studying yourself? Because you can't just, just go to church and learn everything. That's not mm -hmm. going to work. No, so how else? Right. You can't. It's, it's, it's not possible. Yep. You can't. That'd be like eating one meal, one big meal on Sunday and expecting exactly. it right to <laughs> last until next Sunday. Yep. It, it doesn't work. And I think a lot of times <clears throat> I heard this quote from Kenneth E. Hagan. A lot of people are looking for this spectacular. They're expecting the emotions. They're expecting the feelings. But they're missing the supernatural because the Bible is clear that we don't live on our feelings and emotions. So a lot of people think they have to feel it, that God's there. They have to, you know, sense it, that God's there. I know God's there because he tells me he's here. I know that when I'm in my prayer time, he shows up and he loves on me because I feel the power. I feel the strength, not so much power, but I feel the strength of the authority that I have because I'm going in and I'm praying in the spirit or I'm in my time with God because he wants us. And if he wants us, why not give ourselves to him so we can connect and get fueled up, fired up every single day? That's what it takes. We can't just live on one meal for a whole week. You have to be in the word. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. And that's all a good point, because I, I also teach it like this, too, where and a lot of people I don't think realize we are a three part being and you've touched on each aspect. We have a body. We have our mind, which is our soul, our will, our emotions, right? And then we have a spirit. But we are a spirit. We just happen to have a mind and, and a body, you know? And how are we going to feed ourselves? If, if we feed our, our bodies three times a day or whatever, twice, you know, in my case, probably more so, um, how, do, how does our mind get fed, right? How does, how does our spirit get fed? We can't just go to church on Sunday. Maybe it's a great message, right? I like to think I preach good messages, you know. <laughs> but is that going to keep you charged the whole week? No. you got to do stuff on your own because, like you mentioned, and it's so true. Because as a pastor myself, 
what you hear hear me 52 Sundays I don't know but what 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 are you what are you doing the other you know 275 days or or however many I guess it's three something but anyway how 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 many like days do you have on your own that you got to get fed right yeah you can't you can't hear the whole Bible from me right because it's it's just yeah. not possible so you you've got to learn on your own you know and. I don't know, is Bible school for everyone? Maybe, maybe not. I think you learn a lot in Bible school. And and it gives you more of the word. But that's that's still only maybe a little bit, too. You do it for a couple of years or something. I mean, some people do it more. Some people do it less. It just, you know, depends. But we got to continue to feed ourselves, right? So I encourage people, take an hour a day, right? Do some exercise for 20 minutes, feed your mind for 20 minutes, feed your spirit for 20 minutes. You know, mm. get into some praise and worship, read the word, yeah. you know, listen to a teaching, stuff like yeah. that. And then you're feeding your whole person. Yeah. And, and I, I think that just helps. So I guess that's my little nugget for today. <laughs> Join us next week on Get Motivated as Donato continues his discussion with Megan Fortner. Thank you for listening to Get Motivated with Donato, where Donato speaks with leaders, authors, influencers, and speakers who share their lives' journeys with motivational tips, lessons learned, and keys of success that will motivate you to change your life. Follow Donato on Facebook and LinkedIn at Donato Parisi, or go to DonatoMotivates.com. Remember, you can be anything you want and desire. All you have to do is get motivated.